Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And because my passion, as you well know by now, is to help dads become heroes, it's my joy to have you here again with me today as each week I seek to bring you relevant topics that support that goal, especially when it comes to the dad-daughter relationship. Well, before we begin this conversation, you and me, let's review the template that works every week as a grid to guide how I tell you about different topics, which is on your mark, get set, go. So picture yourself as father standing side by side, ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm your coach standing here, giving you pointers and letting you know kind of the inside scoop about how your daughter is wired. And then I say on your mark, which is the topic every week, get set, filling that in with stories and stats, and then ending with a go step every week so that you can put your heart of love for your daughter into action. Well, on your mark, the topic this week is how to help your daughter find her voice. Now, for get set, I'm going to start this week by defining what having a voice means. Maybe some of you are like, okay, that sounds really good. Do you just mean that my daughter's barking at me and getting louder? No. (laughs) Let me define the term. So having a voice, at least in my view, means being connected to your own needs, your own wants, opinions, and preferences, and then confidently asserting your truth. So that's your voice being used to communicate with someone else. Now, I want to add that the healthier and more whole you are, the more that confidence that I just talked about, confidently asserting your truth, will be wrapped in grace and humility. But I know it's a learning curve, isn't it, for all of us? And today we're going to talk more about that reality. So I want to also begin by sharing a couple personal stories about me that tie to this topic of finding and using my voice as a woman and as a daughter. So first, I happen to be someone who didn't used to have a voice. Now, I know you might think, no, that's shocking. No, for real. Ask people that knew me in my 20s, my 30s. And some of that is why it is so amazing and miraculous that I am on the radio where you hear what? My voice. This is nothing short of God's miraculous healing power in my life and sense of humor wrapped all in one, I'm telling you, because I want to tell you just for a moment what it looked like for me not to have a voice. It goes back to even my teens and my 20s where I was very insecure and very unsure of myself, at least on the inside, where no one knew about my struggles. I'd hold back my opinions because I didn't want to be wrong or less than perfect or teased. I mean, in fact, I I didn't often have enough confidence to even stand up or stand out or stand strong or stand alone. And I've shared with you before that I have an extensive abuse history. And that translated into having deep fears and insecurities that held me hostage until my 30s. And even though I loved Jesus with my whole heart, was a pastor's daughter, and even graduated from Bible college, I wasn't free to live out of my God identity because my abuse realities had a stranglehold on me. For real, that's my story. And the second thing that I want to tell you about having a voice and why it's important in my life is that this is my 20th year as a counselor. I cannot believe it's been that long. And as you can imagine, a lot of people walk up to me and say, how can you stand to listen to people's problems all day? And I, every time I look at them and say, that isn't what I do. I have a front row seat to seeing God show up for people. How awesome is that? 
So speaking of my role as a counselor, you could ask any of my former or current clients from the past two decades, male and female, teenagers and adults, what's one thing that Dr. Michelle said to you repeatedly? Do you know what every one of them would say? She taught me about choice and voice. I give them many opportunities to use that. Do you want the blanket today? Do you not? Do you want water, soda, or Perrier? Like I'm giving them options all through our conversations. Do you know why I do that? I tell them that when we have trauma in our histories, which could be abuse or neglect or betrayal, emotional injury, spiritual injury, and on it goes, there's two things that get taken away. What do you think they are? Choice and voice. And for healing to happen, both of those things need to be returned and restored. And then I often direct them to Jesus' example while noticing how often he would ask people a question in order to hear a response. He would say things like, what do you want me to do for you? Do you believe I'm able to do this? Or I love this one. Why are you terrified? Why are you afraid? Or even after the resurrection, what are you looking for? See, he wanted to have a conversation where he could hear where the person he was talking to you was at. Jesus teaches us how to effectively navigate relationships, and he asked a lot of questions so that people could make a choice and use their voice. So I'm thinking that if Jesus himself used this form of interacting so as to connect with people by asking questions, followed with what? Listening to what each person had to say, which means that their voice mattered to him, right? Then it must be a really good model for fathers who want to raise vibrant, healthy, empowered, secure, solid, confident daughters. So the question that I pose to you today as a dad is this, have you helped your daughter find her own unique voice? And if not, how do you help her find it now? Now, I want to quote to you something from a friend of mine named Joe Kelly, who calls himself the dad man in his book, Dads and Daughters. Here's what he has to say about the importance of a dad tuning into his daughter's voice. Listen to his words. Girls tend to be a riddle to their fathers. Like any mystery, the relationship with our daughter can be frightening, exciting, entertaining, baffling, enlightening, or leave us completely in the dark. Sometimes all at once, do I hear an amen? I know you're all going, yep, welcome to my world. Joe goes on to say, if we want to unravel this mystery, we have to pay attention and listen, even in the most ordinary moments. Why? Okay, this is my favorite line in what he says. I'm, I wish I could underscore this and bold this and highlight it right now. He says, because a girl's voice may be the most valuable and most threatened resource she has. Did you hear that? Because a girl's voice may be the most valuable and most threatened resource she has. He goes on to say her voice is the conduit for her heart, her brains, and her spirit. When she speaks bold and clearly, literally and metaphorically, she is much safer and sure, surer. There, S-U-R-E-R, sure. So dads, I resonate and I imagine you do too with what Joe says. So dads, I cannot underscore enough how intensely vital it is that you help nurture these qualities in your daughter. Because most dads I've talked with tell me they want their daughters to grow up to be what? Confident, empowered, and emotionally healthy. They want them to be women who grow up to be strong in their morals and convictions and beliefs. But sometimes these are the same dads who also want their daughters to obey without question, 
compliantly follow all the rules, stop any and all intense emotion, and not use their voices to insert themselves or ever have a differing opinion. Okay, I might have ruffled some feathers with that one, but hang in there, dads. Let's keep the conversation going here. Because if you really want to assist your daughter in her voice-finding venture, here's something to keep in the forefront of your mind. You can't tell her that you want her to use her voice out in the world if you aren't willing to let her practice finding it, using it, and honing it at home with you. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Dads, if you want your daughter to be empowered in her voice-finding venture, you can't tell her that you want her to use her voice out in the world if you aren't willing to let her practice finding it, using it, and honing it at home with you. Now, I realize this is really hard work. I know that, especially at the end of a long day where you're tired and she's used up her 20,000 words and you used up your 7,000 and you don't have a margin for more. Or those days where your daughter is just a little off, you know, her hormones are all wonky and she's wordy and mouthy. And I know it's hard to track with her when her emotional intensity is is like as unpredictable as the weather. You're like, whoop, cold front just came in. But if you want to raise, again, a healthy daughter, you have to gently and respectfully respond and interact as she is learning to use that amazing voice of hers. Yep, it's going to take a boatload of strength on your part, especially when you just want her to get it. And she's still wrestling and asking questions and saying, why? That doesn't make sense. I disagree with you. Dads, hang in there because as your daughter matures, clearly she's going to be all over the map in knowing how to properly use her voice. But like anything in life, the only way to gain expertise is with what? Practice. Let her practice with you. Okay, you've listened to me long enough. Let me give you an illustration here to kind of break this concept down. Okay, dad, think back to when you got your driver's license. You probably were getting your permit around 15. You remember how cool that felt? In fact, my nephew this week has the picture at the DMV with his, you know, with the little card in his hand and he's beaming, you know, because he's so excited and proud of himself for passing. Do you remember the times when you first had your permit where you stepped on the brake a little too hard or you drove a little too fast or all of a sudden there you are? Whoops, I got up to 80. How did that happen? And whether you knew it or not at the time, there was a lot going on inside of you hormonally that impacted your driving. Your testosterone levels were an all-time high. Your voice, well, your entire life actually, was trying to find which octave to settle down in. Remember that? Your attention, your memory, your spatial ability, even your aggression was affected by your testosterone levels. And your body was adjusting and learning how to stay in balance. At the exact time, that you are being trusted to navigate a moving vehicle. It's kind of scary when you think back on it now, isn't it? Okay, all of it, though, was part of the learning curve. You started learning to drive by practice and experience, by sometimes doing something too much and sometimes not enough. It's the same thing when it comes to your daughter finding and using her voice. As she hits puberty, which, as we know, for many girls, that's starting earlier and earlier, often around even before the age of 12 for a lot of girls, even maybe down to 10, she will use her voice too much at times and not enough at others. She'll inadvertently run into a wall sometimes and even crash and burn. But dad, every time she does that, I want you to now be thinking, okay, when I got my permit, 
when I got my license, I didn't automatically know how to drive. I had to learn sometimes the hard way. Then out of that, remembering your experience, you will better track with your daughter. Because just like, again, when you were a new driver and needed support, as you navigated life behind the wheel, your daughter needs your support as she's developing into a young woman learning as she goes and let grace be your guide because your daughter desperately needs your kind encouragement instead of your high expectations that she just know how to use her voice. Like you should just know this. No, we don't. Nor did you. Okay. Remember back and your rules need to be backed by a supportive and respectful relationship. Maybe there's times you say, you know what? I'm going to give you this one, hon. I'm going to extend that curfew. I understand. You know what? I'm going to give you grace tonight. Let's talk about tomorrow, how it went. What do you wish was different? What did you learn? No criticism or harsh critique so that she can find her way on her path to growing up. Now, as your daughter matures, you already know this, but her concept of using her voice is going to be inconsistent and messy. Again, do I hear an amen? Any dad that has a daughter over the age of 12 knows very well, probably better than me, since I've been a long time from that age, what that's like. So the learning curve for your daughter as she finds her voice and uses her voice is going to be what? Three steps forward and two back. Make sure to give your daughter grace as she hones her voice finding and voice using skills. Well, now I want to give you some stories. I told you I always like to give you stories and stats. So I've collected some stories from girls who are between the ages of 13 and 30, when I ask them this question, what is something your dad doesn't understand or doesn't know about you? And what would it be like if he knew? Now, as I share these responses, I want to invite you dads to listen to the heart cries of these girls, where they want to be heard and known and embraced by their dads. So here's what Jocelyn said. She said, sometimes my dad really doesn't know about me and the pain that I will always have about things in our family. I've told my mom about it, but I've never told my dad. I know he'd just blow me off and say, there's nothing I can do about the past. He always says that. Okay, do you hear how she says that she can use her voice with her mom, but not with her dad? She says she knows her dad would just blow her off with a pat answer rather than giving her the gift of his time and attention and listening ear. But can't you hear the pain there in wanting to be heard? So in between the lines of what she's saying, I hear her saying she wishes she could talk to her dad. Okay, let me tell you about Megan. Here's what Megan had to say about her dad. I don't think my dad understands that I can actually handle things by myself sometimes and that I'm not a little girl anymore. I also don't think he understands that I don't like the way that he asks to know things, but doesn't really even listen to me when I talk. If he knew it, he might change it, but it's just kind of awkward. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I know what Megan feels like, where she says sometimes he doesn't even listen to me when I talk, because I can tell you, even at my age, I know I have a lot of words in me, and I know I talk more than my dad is able to listen. I know that. I can read that. And I can tell it's hard work for my dad to listen long to me. And then what happens is I feel bad sometimes that I ask more of him in the listening department than he has to give. And then I want to pull back because I don't want to be too much. That's one of my wounds. I can tell you every report card back in the day, even though I told you I didn't have a voice, I'm talking about an empowered, confident, I know myself voice, 
But talkative? Oh, yeah, I had that one. Every report card, Michelle talks too much. Yep, I can go back every year, even sometimes end up in the hall because I couldn't quite keep my mouth shut. I know. But I look back and go, huh, I wonder what it would have been like to have been encouraged more in using my voice. Because the truth is, sometimes my dad really listens well, and I'm grateful for that. But the bottom line is I want to be known by him. Your daughter's the same way. She longs for you to know her. Dad, do you realize that you help your daughter find her voice when you listen to her? You affirm her through your attentive and active listening. Now, if you've been listening to any of my programs for very long, you know that I have another one called How You Can Become an Active Listener. So if you missed that one, go back, listen on iTunes or go to my website at drmichellewatson.com. Okay, I've got a couple more stories for you. So in preparation for today and this topic, I asked another young woman. She's 23 years old, and I asked Annie to share her story about what her dad has done in supporting her to find a voice. And here's what she said. She just lit up and said, I can't think of a specific moment where things changed for me and my dad for the better. But it was a few years ago. I think it was right at the end of high school. We used to do Bible studies together, we'd go out for meals, we'd talk about life, and we had a regular routine and rhythm. And I found out, you're going to love this, dads, listen to this. She said, the more my dad pursued my heart, the more I came to life and felt like I was alive. A 10 out of 10. She said, it was like I just wanted to share my heart with everyone. And I was like, oh my goodness, I love that, which then prompted me to ask her, are you still a 10 out of 10 in feeling alive as a woman with her voice? She honestly surprised me because she said, no, I'm only a seven out of 10 now. It all changed when I went overseas three years ago and we lost our momentum of connecting regularly. I was like, oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting that. And then she added, how can my dad not know? I've told him again and again that I want time with him. And then she got quieter and she goes, maybe I just need to tell him again. And I said, hon, you've got to tell him again that you want more time with him because this is where I'm a decoder. Remember, I'm a dad whisperer. I'm wanting to decode your girls to you as dads and dads to daughters. So I said to her, tell your dad now at the age you are now that you want regular time of connection with him. You're both living in the same town. You're both here now. And I told her, your dad probably doesn't think you're wanting or maybe even needing time with you at this stage of your life, you know? And if you don't tell him, he may not know. So dad, there is a heart longing in your daughter to be special to you. And this is a need. It's not a want. That's a need, not a want. Now, I realize I'm sharing some sad stories here today, and I trust that they'll Touch your heart at that emotional place where you'll be moved to action because something will tug on your heartstrings as a result of hearing these stories. So the last story I want to share is from a woman who's older than my typical age range of focus. And this is Margie's story, who just this week at 60 years old told me with tears pouring down her cheeks about the time when she was 16 years old and she came home from camp and she was so excited to tell her parents about being baptized in the ocean at the Oregon coast during camp. And she came in and mom and dad were there in the living room. And she said, my dad stayed glued to watching sports on television. 
He didn't turn the volume down. He didn't look at me. He didn't turn his head. And she said, not only that, as I sat there on the living room floor trying to pace with him, but wanting him to know me, she said, my mom actually kind of shushed me and said I needed to whisper so that I didn't bother my dad while he was watching the game. Oh my goodness, does your heart break like mine did? And Margie said, I want you to tell my story. I want dads to hear this so they can do it differently than what my dad did with me. And I can tell you she has done a whole bunch of forgiveness work with her dad. She's experienced healing for that memory as God as a father came in and basically said to her, I want to hear your story. I love that that was about you and me. But what if Margie's dad would have shut off the television and turned it down just for five minutes? Would he have missed much of the game? No, but he would have made a forever impact in his daughter's life. So dads, hearing her story, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever made sports a priority over that of listening to your daughter? I'm guessing if you're like most men, you'll say, yes, guilty as charged. But I understand that real life means you're not always going to shut the game off. But dad, ask yourself, is there a pattern of disregarding the things that are important to her while making what I'm invested in more of a priority? So I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but your daughter will remember the times you listened to her as she used her voice. Will you actually remember that game in years to come? No. Will you remember or will she remember that you listened? Yes. So if you want your daughter to find her voice, listen to me, dads, expect to be inconvenienced. Say that with me right now. Expect to be inconvenienced because remember that 10 minutes of your undivided time is better than 60 minutes of your divided time. Did you catch that? 10 minutes, five minutes, turn off the game, turn towards your daughter, give her eye contact, nod your head. And now if you really want to take it over the top, ask her questions. So she draws it out even more. I know I'm asking for the, for the premier team, the Olympian dads out there to go, okay, I'm going to keep the conversation going, even though right now I want to turn the game back on. But remember, you can watch it later. You can watch highlights on the news. Your daughter will never forget that moment where you turn to her. I want to close with one more story. This is about my friend, Emily. She's a wife. She's a mother of two boys and a daughter. And while choosing to parent differently than she was raised, she tells the pain that she felt growing up because she felt her dad, who was a pastor, who was always doing, quote, God's work, that he was always too busy for her. She remembers sheepishly knocking on his door of his office. She was about seven years old, and she was so afraid that she would be a bother to him. She said usually his responses confirmed her worst fears. And not only that, but she, she talks about like carrying those fears like an invisible knapsack on her back. And then she carried that into every relationship. I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be an inconvenience. And it's probably not a surprise that she had such a severe eating disorder in her early teens that she was hospitalized and actually almost died. Now, she and her dad have courageously come together and they tell their story at conferences. That's where I met her. She and I have done writing together. She's, she's written about her eating disorder and about this story. And what's beautiful is she's saying, I am letting go and I'm healing because I'm finding my voice and my dad is listening to me now. Dads, it's never too late to help your daughter find her voice. If your daughter is out of the house, she's married, you can do it now. So let's end with the go step, making this really practical. 
you know I love that because in order to achieve and succeed at your goal this week, this week of helping your daughter find her voice, I want to give you a challenge that every day this next week for seven days, you choose to listen to your daughter, okay, drum roll, until she's done, until she's done, not until you're done. You may have even heard my friend Olivia Mills share back in July about her dad doesn't interrupt her. He lets her talk until she's done, and then she has a margin to take in what he has to say. And if you want extra credit, like I just said, ask your daughter a follow-up question to what she's saying to keep the conversation going longer. So dads, write me. Tell me how it goes. Write me at drmichelleatthedadwhisperer.com. You can always go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find more free resources and videos. You can buy my book. And remember, you can always subscribe to the Dad Whisper podcast on iTunes, where you can listen to any of my past shows and share them with your friends. So this wraps up this week's program, and it's been great to be with you all today. I'm Dr. Michelle, the Dad Whisperer, encouraging you dads today to make a decision to intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go dads.